Thanks, Patrick. Nice setup for today's text and message. It's all about the Lamb of God. One of the many titles attributed to Jesus. In our lesson today alone, if you count the number of titles that are attributed to Jesus, uh, you'll, you'll end up going on, on to two hands. Might be a fun little thing to do. Not during the sermon, though. You've got to listen. I hope that you hear a little bit of the sermon. Let's pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. John calls Jesus the Lamb of God. And soon, John's own disciples have left John and are following the Lamb of God. The language here is very uh, relational, as, as, as Patrick uh, highlighted for us. Uh, it's about following someone, remaining together, abiding in that person, going on a journey together. And all this is the conviction that Jesus, the Lamb of God, will lead them through the perils of sin and death, through the brokenness and confusion of this life, to a life that only the Messiah can offer, a life that comes from God. My father-in-law, Paul Almquist, was a pastor and is now retired, and he tells uh, an incredible story about a, a lamb, courtesy of one of his parishioners. Paul was the senior pastor of Minnetonka Lutheran. That was his last call. And in his congregation, there was a 99-year-old member who Paul held in the highest regard as being a man of towering faith and integrity. His name was Stefan Egge. He was a Norwegian immigrant who grew up in the mountains of Norway and and came over as a young man to America. Well, it turns out at age 99, uh, Stefan had cancer and had only a few weeks to live. And Paul was meeting with him to discuss his funeral and talk about other things. And other things indeed came up. Stefan turned to Paul and, and he said, Pastor, can I tell you a story from my childhood that I've never told anyone my entire life, all 99 years of it. I'll need this to say Paul was all ears. When Stephen was 11 or 12 years old, he took care of his father's sheep in Norway. And this meant that every day in the summer, he'd have to get up early, and he would lead the flock of sheep up to a high pasture in the mountains to graze. Now, if you've ever been to Norway or seen pictures, that's probably most of you, you can understand how, how steep and treacherous the mountains are there. He had to ascend, oh, a few thousand feet each time to do it. There's a very a specific route that he had to take with slight variations because you'd graze in different areas, of course. But there you have it each and every day. Anybody here up for that? Sounds like a lot of work, maybe a lot of fun. But on this day, it was late in the afternoon and it was getting 
towards the time when Stephan needed to bring the herd flock back down uh, off the mountain. And suddenly, he saw deep, dark clouds rolling over the mountaintops near him. And if you've ever spent time in the mountains, you know that can happen just in a flash where all of a sudden the weather changes. Now, uh, young Stefan knew that as a shepherd, one of his primary responsibilities was the safety of the flock. So he knew that if the weather turned bad, he needed to act quickly to get them to safety. And so he mobilized the sheep to go down the mountain. But soon, before they could even get to the dangerous parts, you know, the, the cliffs and the, the gravel slides and the catwalks, etc., etc., they were enshrouded in a deep fog. And Stefan recalled that he was terrified and, and afraid for the lives of his sheep, not to mention his own life. And so he prayed. And he made clear that as a boy, he wasn't a particularly religious boy. But, you know, there are some situations that make, uh, make a religious person out of any of us, right? And that was one of them. And so he prayed. His situation was compounded by the fact that he, all 11 years old of him, had to be the one to lead the sheep. Because whereas other animals instinctively can find their way down, this is not the case with sheep. It's no accident that we use the expression uh, sheep as in a follower. Sheep only follow. They don't lead. So it was up to Stefan, you see. And they hadn't even reached the dangerous portion of their, virgin, of their, of their journey. Now, Stefan was particularly concerned about a little lamb that was with them. He was concerned that the lamb would wander off and get lost or fall off the mountain was a danger for any of them. So he took a rope and he tied it around the, the lamb's neck and held the rope to make sure that little lamb was going to be okay. And they started to go a little further, but the fog got even thicker. And now the situation had completely paralyzed them. They stopped. Stefan prayed again. He was truly afraid that he was going to die on that mountain. And then an amazing thing happened. All of a sudden, that little lamb on the tether started walking forward. And Stefan followed, and all the sheep followed the lamb, improbably, because if sheep never lead, certainly lambs don't lead, but this one did. And they followed the lamb for five minutes or so, and he seemed to be following a reasonable course. So five minutes turned into a half an hour, and a half an hour turned into an hour and a half. And this continued through the fog and through a storm that raged, through rock slides, through chutes, through dangerous passages, until they were all the way down and finally crossed a bridge that meant that they were completely out of danger, the, the lamb leading them the entire way. And Stefan told Paul that at that point he took the rope off of the lamb's neck 
and he wept, and he wept. He was so thankful to God for saving his life through that little lamb. And he vowed from that day forward that he would serve God and that he would follow the lamb and focus his life on the lamb. And that he did to the best of his ability. In Paul's estimation, uh, Stefan Ege was a towering saint of a person of all the people that were in his congregations. And when he was done telling the story, Paul asked Stefan, why is it that you have never told this story until, until now? And Stefan said, because I knew when it happened that it was a miracle that this little lamb somehow knew exactly where to go and that we would follow. I knew it was a miracle, and I didn't think anyone would believe me. And so Paul asked his permission to tell that story at his funeral, which he then did two weeks later after Telling it for the first time at age 99. What a, what a story. What Stefan experienced, of course, is no less true for us today. We too are invited in this life to focus on the Lamb and follow him. And make no mistake about it, we need this lamb to show us the way. Our own journeys often become foggy and beset with storms. We cannot see clearly as individuals or collectively as the church. And yet, we often think all we need to do is rely on our knowledge, our skill, our determination, our stick to After all, we're creatures of the Enlightenment. We have the tools necessary to get through it ourselves and to be self-sufficient. We are masters of the universe, or so we sometimes think. Faith, however, understands that this thing we call, we call life is a God thing. We are, in the final analysis, dependent on God who is in Jesus, and that's a good thing because... We don't know what we're doing. This is the journey that we're on. Our task as Christians is to get up out of our chair of detachment and go on a journey, the journey of faith, and to focus on the Lamb, the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world, as John made clear in the verses before, the Lamb who is with us in the storm and through the storm, the Lamb who leads us through the fog and into a life that is generous, hopeful, healing, loving. God has forged a new relationship with us through this lamb. And so John says to two of his disciples, look, there's the lamb of God. And those disciples don't just say, cool, there he is. They do what? They follow Jesus turns to them and says, well, what are, you, what are you looking for? To which the disciples say, teacher, where are you staying? 
might seem like an odd question, but it means we want to go wherever you're going, wherever you're staying, wherever you are, that's where we want to be. Even the Greek word that gets translated staying here means something closer to abiding, remaining. And abiding and remaining with Jesus is what the followers seek and what Jesus offers. And so begins a wonderful, but by no means an easy road trip, a journey of faith and life, bearing witness to the God who has joined us and calls us to join him. Like Stefan, our Norwegian friend, Jesus' disciples encountered many storms, didn't they, and fog-shrouded paths where they were invited to trust and follow the Lamb. As Christians, we live in a time where things are plenty foggy much of the time. That's the way it is for me. What does the fog look like? I think today it looks a lot like uncertainty and fear. The world is uncertain. It is diverse. It has gotten smaller. It's easy to lose your sense of where you belong in it. And in the fog of fear and the lack of vision, we can become tribal and unloving and unkind and even call it Christian. Yet, as the disciples followed the Lamb of God, it was clear that in the fog of life, they were to love their neighbor, to trust that when all else is unclear and when I'm afraid, love, forgiveness, and life eternal are not unclear. They're not. That's why you focus on the lamb. And so they cut through the fog because that's what the lamb does. This is what Christ gives us. There is also the fog for Christians in this century. The fog that there's no formula for a Christian church to follow to be successful. <laughs> if we're honest, we in the church, we really don't know what the church is supposed to do right now in, in many ways. What remains is to know where to focus and who to follow, to go on a journey together and not stand still. Keep repeating this going on a journey. Make it a habit. Take notes. Try stuff. Our faith is something that is practiced or it withers and dies. It is found on the journey. Thanks be to God that the Lamb knows the way through the fog. And thanks be for the story of Stephen long ago and that little lamb that led him. Amen.